see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the road, they but so it's fun. They have each other's bags when the day is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of love, very where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of us thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with very and the toy, it's second to none. Hello. Hello. Are you using your headphones or not? No. Okay. Yeah, I can tell. Well, hopefully you'll come through clearer this week because last week you, it was like you were just whispering. So. Last week I had the headphones on. Yeah, you must have chosen it, the output correctly or the input for that matter. But, oh, well. I can hear you clearly today. Let's just hope that the recording um, will reflect that as well. Let me see if I like make you a co-host or something, if that might help boost the audio. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, it doesn't. I, I don't pay for my Zoom account, so I can um, make you the host, but I don't know. Whatever. So I'm ready. You ready? I suppose. Welcome <laughs> to another amazing episode of In the Stacks with Barry. And LaToya. And? T'Challa. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're recording this. We were going to record it early anyway, but we're recording it even earlier than we had planned. Yes. Well, last week we recorded early, but um, I ended up being late to a webinar I was going to attend. And then this week, I'm like, I really want to attend. This is the advanced um, webinar. <laughs> so I want to be sure that I tune in for uh, for that. So I don't want to be late. Yeah, because I mean, last week, you know, I think we if we had just stopped after I had said all of my stuff, we would have been on time. Whatever. But you, know, you, you wanted to push your stuff out in there, you know, and of course, that made us go over. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and just blame it on me then. Fine. Yeah. So summer is, is ending, uh, you know, so uh, most of the schools around here are pushing back their start dates. Um, Jones County, uh, where T'Challa goes to school, um, he was supposed to go back on the 3rd, but they just the other night on Tuesday decided they're not going back to the 17th. Um, and of course, uh, my kids were supposed to go back on the 3rd, but they're going back on the 10th. Jeez. Um, and uh, there are some schools in Georgia that aren't even going to start back till after Labor Day. Well, it would, which is kind of cool to me. I, I'm used to that because growing up, going to school in Jamaica and stuff, we didn't go back to school until September. But then, too, we didn't end until, you know, June. So um, I also was re I've realized that in some cases they've already said school systems like I believe Fulton and even Rockville County have said, look, y'all are doing it from home, period. There's no there's no option to come back into the classroom. Um, so we're kind of hoping that that's also the case in our home county um, because, you know, my, my uh, niece is, of course, school age. So, um, yeah, I, I think that with the continuing rising cases of COVID and, 
you know, us having a piss poor response to it, that the smart thing to do would just be everyone does it from home until, you know, further notice. You know, there's still so many people, um, I encounter them every day on Facebook who don't believe in any of this stuff. Of course, yes. Um, and those people know, are precious. <laughs> well, you know, a couple of people, I, I don't know anybody local, but I mean, a couple of my Facebook friends, you know, have had like brothers and sisters die mm-hmm. like that from all this. And, and so I had mentioned something about that on a, a thread in one of the Jones Countyans groups yesterday. And, uh, and this lady came on and she was like, you know, well, who were they? And I said, well, you know, they're people that I know. Mm-hmm. They died from this. And she's like, well, you know, but who were they? What hospitals were they in? Oh, my gosh. Does that matter, really? Yeah, so are you insinuating that me and my friends are just making this up? You know, why would That's we do just insane. You know, it's just crazy. It's like, I don't know. Well, but, I mean, you know, we talked about it last week. These are the very individuals that were like, why can't they just get COVID, you know, and the rest of us be okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? You have to speak up to Chala. I said, I can see where you're coming from there. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, T'Challa, um, you know, because we have to decide whether he goes back in person or virtual. Mm-hmm. And um, T'Challa, t- tell her, you know, what your preference is, but what you're going to do I based would, on their decisions. I'd rather go back in person. But if they don't make masks mandatory and get their acts together... I'm just going to do virtual. Well, you should just do virtual then. I don't want my family to get COVID, et cetera. Right, right. And I mean, I know you weren't here for last week's show. But again, yeah, people will go out in public uh, if you're in the school setting. And even if you don't get it, you're going to, you know, you could be bringing it home to your mom, your dad, your grandmother. You know, so I think that's unnecessary exposure. Um, to it, especially when there are tools and resources that can be used online to do it virtually. And obviously, there was some practice that you guys got for this past school year. And I'm hoping that from all the things that people have learned in the process that doing it online will be a better experience going into this school year. Well, and, um, you know, like, I'd still go back on the 27th this month. And so all that time, they're supposed to be, you know, giving us all kinds of training and stuff for the, you know, if we have to go online again. Um, you know, to me, what happened at the end of last year definitely shows that it is not the same mm-hmm. versus in person. Right, right. I mean, it, um, and it's true. But obviously, you know, it'd be better to, to not get the full educational experience but still be alive. Right, uh, right. <laughs> preferable. But, um yeah, it's interesting because and, and, and it's just so haphazard because like in Baldwin, where I am, they are going to require teachers and students to wear the masks. OK, um, but like here in Jones County right now, it looks like we haven't heard that teachers or students are going to be required. And see, that's the type of stuff that I'm like, that being said, because these people, you know, you interact with people from the different counties in person. <laughs> So yeah. if you have a really stringent one and you, the other counties relaxed, I mean, it just, it, there's no uniform, okay, this is what is, you know, going to work. 
And I mean, you think about even when you think about sports and the fact that soccer teams and basketball teams and stuff, they're in secluded areas, but they're all get, you know, there's many of them that are getting the virus. So I'm like, if these multi-million dollar entities that are concentrating on the safety of the players and stuff, if they can't even get that right, why are we supposed to assume the public school system is going to magically know what to do? Well, and, you know, my mother, she was very much like, you know, well, I don't understand why they would want kids to go back if they're going to be in danger. And I said, it's because they want their parents to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's because it's about, about the economy. That's it. It's all about the economy. That's all it is. And, you know, and I, I think that, you know, that's the thing is that how many kids have to die before it's going to be a big deal, you know? Because I saw this morning that apparently, let's see, the headline says Georgia governor forbids cities, counties from requiring masks as COVID uh, surges in the state. You know, and then I'm like, well, you know, wasn't Trump here yesterday? So he must have got his healthy daily dose of Trump or something. But it's just, it's, it is mind boggling to me that individuals in these types of offices, and again, they're not health experts, but they sure act like it sometimes. (laughs) But the fact that your own state governor, despite coronaviruses, the cases increasing, he's basically saying, yeah, no, you can't require it. It's like, um, you need to back that up. Because it's like, if we're looking out for the safety of the individuals in our locality, I don't need the state or the federal government to come in and tell me otherwise, because neither one of them can tell me how to avoid it completely or to provide a vaccine for it. Yeah. So I think that um, Governor Kemp is overstepping on that which is funny because he wears, like he, they showed a picture of him wearing a mask when he welcomed Trump yesterday at the airport. Yeah. And it's like, so you obviously think that it's important to wear a mask because you're, I mean, it's just lip service. You're telling us you're not going to require it, but then you're putting one on. It's like, but not everyone is that responsible, right. you know? I don't um, know. I, <laughs> the whole living in the United States sometimes is just... <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> since we first went out on um, quarantine, I've had a lot of time to write. So, you know, I'm finishing up my second novel since, um, since like late February. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm at 40, over 47,000 words on the current one. So I'm about a little about 10,000 words away from finishing this one up. And uh, so that's going well. Um, and I'm reading the first book in a Velma and Daphne series. <laughs> okay. Course, Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, uh, it's a young adult novel uh, called The Vanishing Girl. And it's the first one in the series. And, um, and I like it so far. I'm, I'm about halfway through it. And, um, you know, I, of course, uh, T'Challa and I, as experts on Scooby-Doo lore, um, you know, we've been trying to figure out, is this just a total reboot or does it actually fit in continuity? It definitely doesn't fit with like a uh, scoob. Okay. Uh, it's a movie that, that, which doesn't fit in any kind of continuity. Um, because, uh, it's, it's, unless Scooby, the dog is like magically kept at a certain age, mm-hmm. uh, 
there's just no way he he could be the same dog from there. But anyway, um, so is this like so? This is before the gang of them, or the, so the, it's in a novel. It's set in Crystal Cove, which okay. was named for one of the recent uh, Scooby series. Um, and basically, they're in high school. They're um, I think they're I think they're freshmen. They might be sophomores. Um, but uh, Daphne and Velma met each other in preschool and were best friends for years until um, one summer when they decided they were going to pretend to be uh, detectives. And they uncovered uh, there, there was a mystery in town, but unfortunately it was that uh, Daphne's mom was having an affair. And okay. uh, so, yeah, when Velma finds this out and tells Daphne, Daphne confronts her mother and her mother then divorces Daphne's dad. And Daphne, of course, gets very upset. And even though she knows it's not Velma's fault, she can't help but blame Velma. Mm, okay. So at, when the novel begins, they really, for the last three or four years, they have been enemies. Um, and uh, so Shaggy and Scooby have been in the novel so far. Okay. Uh, and they've mentioned Fred uh, a couple of times, but Fred uh, hasn't actually shown up in the book yet. Um. But yeah, there's something going on in town uh, where it looks like ghosts are running about. And um, I suspect, obviously, that Velma and Daphne will patch things up. So um, is there, again, I mean, I watched Scooby-Doo when I was younger and haven't since, but is there a true origin story Um, in the comics, not necessarily the movies? There have been multiple origin stories. Wow. How do you have? Okay. Well, it's the same thing with, there, you know. There isn't a central continuity. Yeah, a lot of the Scooby series, especially the more recent ones, mm-hmm. are reboots. So, you know, the Scooby from, you know, the, the Crystal Cove Scooby-Doo series is not the same Scooby and the gang from Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Okay, all right. It's a total reboot because in some of the movies and the shows, for instance, Fred's parents will show up in some of them. They're just nice folks. In another series, they're actually bad guys. Um, Daphne's parents aren't always the same. Um, this kind of thing. So within it's each, Riverdale, but it's Scooby-Doo. yeah. So within each, <laughs> series, within each series, their their continuity is, you know, makes sense. Mm-hmm. But when you go from series to series, uh, it starts. It does. It's obviously got to be different. You know, universes. So, yeah, this one's definitely the Crystal Cove gang, uh, which was a really good series, but it was it was a tight uh, continuity. You had to watch every episode um, because the storylines continued and there were subplots and all that kind of stuff. And oh, okay. That it was very much a Riverdale kind of thing. Um, and I think since then they've kind of gone back to make it a little more episodic. So, that's your Scooby update. For this okay, time. well... <laughs> Thanks. It's pretty good so far. I'm enjoying it. Um, and so far, nobody can understand Scooby. And that's different how? He's just a dog. Well, obviously, have you seen Scooby-Doo? Yeah, but I'm just saying, even when he's talking, he's just, anyway, but okay. Yeah, but he, you, oh, come on. You can't tell me you can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, I can understand what he's saying. Yeah, he's a rut-row, right? <laughs> right? Rut-row, yeah. You know. mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, in the the book so far, he's just a dog. So. All right. 
So dogs. Huh? And you, speaking of dogs. Really? How are you doing that as a segue? And you mentioned, uh, you kind of led up to this earlier, Trump was in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah he, he, was, he was in Atlanta yesterday. I, I don't understand uh -oh. his, <laughs> his seemingly frequent trips to Atlanta. But, um, you know, I know that there's some saying that it's potentially a battleground state for him this time around. Obviously, since he's not able to um, do the things he did the first time around with his massive, you know, campaign rallies and all of that stuff that, you know, their strategy has had to change. But I, I don't, you know, quite honestly, because we're Georgia, I seriously don't see the state going blue. Um, I don't either. I think, I think southern states do what? I think it'll be closer than usual, but it's not going to go. Blue. It might be, yeah. But I, yeah, I definitely think that just it, the southern states are just, you know, typically red states, and um, it's unfortunate. Um, and I don't know. It's it's. I, I, I guess I'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to the television section because I've been watching a lot of documentaries and and stuff recently, and it it's just really made me very unhappy <laughs> so um anyway so yes trump was here again yay whatever i've been listening to a i, I stumbled upon a, a, a radio station called gen x radio it's a part of iheart radio so you know i've gotten all of these these things attached to my um amazon account i'm deliberately avoiding the name because I have a dot in my office and it'll turn on. So mm -hmm. I, I, at one point said, Oh, just play nineties music. And it, because I'd connected iHeartRadio to it, it pulled that, that station from iHeart. And I've just been, it's an actual station that's like in Columbus somewhere. I don't know. Um, but it's been really cool listening to stuff that are from like seventies, eighties, nineties. All of the stuff that, you know, you and I, since we're part of Gen X, grew up listening to. So, I mean, there's Journey, there's, there's, there's you know, rap or light rap stuff. Just stuff that I would hear on the radio anyway. And it's been kind of bittersweet because there's parts of me that's like, you know, I really wish that I, I had taken in life more at that age. Um, you know, I, I had a relatively sheltered upbringing. And so I think that that has certainly caused some of the um, emotional issues <laughs> that um, came later, but it's, it's been kind of cool just, you know, being nostalgic about it because there are songs that come on. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I remember listening to the song while driving my 1982, you know, Buick um, or where I was when I heard a certain song for the first time, those types of things, or, you know, remembering, remembering it for the first time so uh it's it's been my jam right now for the past week or so but just like you know regular radio stations because i mean it is a regular radio station you do run into them playing a lot of the same songs all the time um mm. and i'm like if you're doing like you know basically three decades of music there's a crap ton of hits out of the 30 years so why do you have to keep playing the same songs so 
but I, you know, it's been, it's been enough or well enough for me to um, have it as my background music while I've been working lately. So yay radio. It just seems kind of like a, I'm not feeling your, your conviction there. (laughs) What do you you mean? Well, it's, you know, when I listened to something, I was like, Hey, this is kind of cool. I then spent two and a half weeks listening to nothing but that band, their entire catalog from beginning to end, plus live albums. Well, I know. How is this not commitment if I listen to the same songs for like a week? Because it's, just, it's, you know, oh, this time it might be this group. You don't know. It's just random stuff coming up on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what you should do is say, wow, that Pearl Jam song was kind of cool. I wonder what the other four or five. Four yeah, five no, no, I'm not smoking the same stuff you are. So I think it's enough that I just listen to the, the mix of music and be done with it. <laughs> but it has been cool. There have been times where I'm like, oh, you should, you know, I was like, I should probably text Barry and see, uh, let him know. Because there's songs that come up that, you know, I, because I listen to all sorts of genres, most of them are songs that I know or, you know, definitely listen to there's others that come on and I'm like, what the hell is this? I don't remember this. And then mm-hmm. I've heard them play, what is it? Wonderwall like twice. And I'm like, Oh, every time I hear that song, I just want to scream. But since well, it's the radio, it's not like I can skip. <laughs> you know, every time I hear Wonderwall, you know, of course, you know, whenever he says that line about, um, you know, where were you when I was getting high? You know, I always want to say I had a fucking job. <laughs> Well, I know that you love this song, and um, I remember when we were sharing an office together, I'm like, yeah, no, you can't play that. Like, I have to be out of the office when you're playing that song, because it would come up in your shuffle of stuff, and I'm like, no, I, I just can't. It's funny, though, when, when I saw this in your guide for Gen X, what it made me think of is there used to be a station in Atlanta called 99X. Right, yeah, there was. Yeah, does it, it still exist? Huh? I think, does it, does it still exist? I don't know. The last time I heard it, it had changed formats. And it was no yes, longer- it, yes, it is still on the air. And it says it, it still, it says that it does alternative rock. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe they're still doing it, but I, I maybe it was just last time I listened to it. I was like, what the hell is this shit? Cause alternative <laughs> is different than it once was, you know, but I used to listen to IIX anytime I could, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a B98.5 type of person. Nah. Yeah, I like the, huh? I don't listen to the radio anymore. I listen to Spotify. I know, uh, I get it. When I'm in the car, I listen to radio, but it's usually be 98.5 or I'll listen to NPR. So that's kind of where it falls. And I I feel like I'm becoming more and more like Kel over (laughs) as I grow older because I'm like, no, there is really, I'm starting to see a line in the sand of the things that I know versus the new stuff that I have no idea about and don't care to know about. <laughs> now, is next week the week we're not doing a show? Yes. Okay. Are you sad now, or are you like, yeah, whatever? Well, I was giving you an excuse to talk about prepping for vacation. Oh, thanks. I'm keeping the show moving. Whatever. Yeah. What? Fine. The last week was going over, over length, and you messaged me and said specifically that you had to be out by a certain time. So, so yeah, I so just like last week actually, I've decided now, are you to kind of your husband. Yes, my husband's going because it's a family vacation. We'll all be in a cabin, um, yeah. and it should be interesting. <laughs> um, you know, we do all like to spend time together um, as a family frequently enough, and 
and so yeah we haven't been able to take one of our traditional vacations in some time and so yeah we are all going to be going on vacation together including so, my grandmother T'Challa, i i think and you'll probably you'll probably see where i'm going with this <laughs> i think you sure. get up there in that cabin she i kind of kind of rustic environment kind of outdoorsy environment mm -mm. and it's gonna it's gonna in, get her to thinking no recent you know no. she's gotten into and no. reading, <laughs> and she's gonna turn to that hairy husband of hers <laughs> and like maybe we can have some role play right maybe right. you could be bigfoot tonight right yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, T'Challa, because uh, th this is true about Latoya. I think she'd rather be Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barry knows me. Yep. <laughs> they, they would be the somewhat frightened. Um, frightened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, so true. So very true. <laughs> so you can't deny it. You can't deny it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you guys will have fun. I know you went and actually looked at the the cabin, right? Right, right. Yeah, I called you at one point, and you were, and it's weird because you're an adult, but a large number of times when I call you, you're with like your mom or dad. Right. Yeah, because we spend time together. Yeah, it's just weird, you know. Well, it's but, weird for you, you know, like being a like a, a an American uh, in island families or you know other families indian families such as that it's not uncommon so but the, the funny thing is you know of course i'm living with my mother these days right so yesterday um she said something about uh draconara mm -hmm. right and um no it wasn't draconara actually it was it was about t'challa right and, not sure uh, how you could mis confuse that but okay yeah, yeah so my mom had gone and like cleaned his room Right. Mm -hmm. Which at first I told her, when she told me she cleaned his room, I said, I was like, you know, where did you put all of his stuff? You know, and I made her explain to me where it all was just in case she had like screwed it up. Right. 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 But, um, yeah, so, but she did okay. And she said, you know, when, um, when he's here, she says the house is, really feels full. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I guess. Right. And she says, you know, when he's not here, it's like, there's nobody here. <laughs> and so I was sitting on the couch, you know, I she was over on the love seat. I have a big Presence. Yeah, you do have a big presence. Yes. I'm very, very. <laughs> she said that when T'Challa's not here, it's like it's this house is empty. Yeah. And her. And I was like, no. My <laughs> <laughs> house has not felt empty in a while. <laughs> well, yeah, certainly not for you. But I mean, I understand where she's coming from. Obviously, when you when you when you have your grandchild there and stuff, it, there's a, a life to the house that isn't the same as when it's just the adults that are there. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, of course, she'll come through and you know she'll sit down when I'm in the middle of watching something. You know, it's like I know it's nothing that she wants to watch. Right. So I'll stop it and say, you know, so what do you want to watch? You know. Um, but uh, so lately. Uh, you know, she watches a couple of shows with me. She watches um, The Neighborhood, right? And then Unsolved Mysteries. Well, sometimes I watch that without her. Okay. Um, but yeah, she really likes um, The Neighborhood. She mm -hmm. likes um, My Name is Earl. And now we have a new show. 
yeah i saw that on the list and i was like where do you just pick these up because i mean i know the series i did not i do not watch it but it's just been weird lately your mix (laughs) i have never wanted to watch it okay but i saw that it was on hulu Mm -hmm. and i was like oh god i bet my mother would like this show right Mm -hmm. so i mentioned it to her she was like oh yeah let's watch the first episode well she loved it oh jeez just like you know with the ranch i watched the ranch and i was like you know this seems like a my my mom show mm-hmm. right and uh yeah so she loves last man standing which is a tim allen show mm-hmm. um he's basically you know the father of three daughters and he lives with all three of them plus his wife and he's every episode is basically him bemoaning the fact that men are now not as manly as they once were. his wife in the show is nancy travis right um, I don't know. She looks very familiar. Yeah, yeah. And I've always liked her. Yeah, I think it's Nancy Travis. Yeah. But, um, and so every episode, he's kind of bemoaning modern men. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's an okay show. It's nothing, it is nothing like, it's more my mom's kind of show. So it's almost like a version of Home Improvement, just a slightly different. So it's not the... Yeah. Okay. He's a photographer for um, basically Bass Pro Shop, Mm -hmm. but give it a different name. And so Bass Pro Shop has canceled their their big catalog, which is what he used to take all the pictures for. Mm -hmm. So now they've got this big online presence. And so basically he's now um, working on it and he records these videos on every episode where he basically just rants about men, you know, today. Okay. and, you know, it's okay. It's kind of funny. Um, but you can tell it's kind of a, um, it's not a super, it's not like a super political show, but it's a little bit conservative leaning. Um, so like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. <laughs> yeah. So like at one point, you know, he's taking his daughter out to buy a, a Halloween costume and, and he's like, yo, Oh, here's something you'll never see. And he holds up and he's like, you know, a, a woman president you know, costume, and it definitely looks like Hillary on the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's never going to happen. And, um, you know, of course, the laugh track goes, ah! Right, of course. <laughs> um, so I've been watching that, and I finished season two of Black Lightning, which is more my kind of show. Right, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a very urban show. Um, there, was, there have been episodes lately where, and I didn't really think about it, but I was watching it, and I was like, you know, I think there's only one white person in this entire episode. <laughs> yeah, that and, is um, very odd. Yeah, but and there's and he's in every episode because he basically raised Jefferson Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you remember on Dexter, mm-hmm. the guy who played Dexter's dad in the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. All right, well he's on Black Lightning. Oh, cool. Okay, I like him. He's the guy who raised Black Lightning, and um, so all the kids call him Uncle, you know, so and so, and um, and so he's on every episode. But um, there otherwise there would be sometimes no white people for like five six episodes. Um, and it just occurred to me when I was ha- I was near the end of season two, um, how unusual that is. Um, at least on you know I imagine there are certain shows like maybe you know. Uh, what is it was the house of pain and stuff like that. Oh, that you, I don't know what, I don't watch them. So 
I generally speaking, I, I don't watch shows that are, you know, like, oh, it's a, it's just a black cast kind of thing. There's only one yeah. show where it's obvious that race is, I mean, shows on like own, you know, on Oprah's network. So I watch Queen Sugar. That's about as ethnic a show as I, I watch. Everything else is just, you know, more. The Black Lightning is awesome because it's just a superhero show, you know, <laughs> but um, it's, it's set in such an urban environment and has a very urban soundtrack and, you know, the characters there, there's, it's, it's a really good show. How does it compare to like um, Luke Cage or something? I haven't That's watched Luke Cage. Oh, okay. All right. Because, I mean, I, I ended up not watching all of Luke Cage, like the last season of it, I don't think I watched, because uh, it was like too urban for me. Um, I don't know. It, I, I've just not, I've never really been motivated. And I mean, maybe it's just a result of, you know, how uh, the things that we get to see on TV. I'm just so used to it being, you know, pretty much a Caucasian cast or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I always feel like when it's just like a black centered or black focused show, it's, it's almost like preaching to the like, oh, this is, this is us. This is black people. This is, and I'm like, you know, I don't really, I just want to watch a good show. I don't care. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, and to me, I, I like this show because, you know, I mean, I teach a school that's majority black. Mm hmm and I just think it's great to see because you, you do see, you know, the gang side of things and you see all this, but, but the main characters, the, the Pierce family, I mean, they're so positive and they're, they're so trying to do the right thing. And um, I just think it's a great show. Very good. So it's like a Cosby-esque type feeling just in terms of good people and. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, it's like Jefferson and like some people in the neighborhood call him black Jesus. <laughs> um, the uh the, the gang members they usually call him black jesus you know and they and they say you know the, oh yeah he like walks on water and stuff mm -hmm. like that it's because he's very much he's one of those guys who when he sees something wrong he's gonna stand there and he's gonna give you like a speech okay okay and they're good speeches you know um but yeah and he's that's white lightning jefferson and he, i mean he's 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 the principal of the school and he's very much a a leader, you know. And uh, it's 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 good. I would recommend it. Yeah, I see that it's um both IMDb and and TV .com, uh, IMDb gives it six point one out of ten, and and TV gives it six point nine. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, it might be something. Flash and stuff. And see, I'd enjoyed watching The Flash. I mean, I stopped watching it just like I stopped watching Supergirl, uh, not for any particular reason. And and I also watched The Arrow for uh, or Arrow for a while. Um, I just I don't know. I I just fell out of love with them. Maybe. <laughs> so I may try Black Lightning. Um, yeah, and there's only three seasons of it, so you know. Although I mean, they haven't ended it. It's no, still... it's not over. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so I've been watching a couple of movies too. I watched uh, Cold. Well, I watched Cold Moon, which was a, a very direct horror movie. Um, it was pretty decent. I liked it. Um, I also watched. I didn't have it listed there, but I watched uh, Sleepaway Camp Two. <laughs> okay. Sleepaway Camp One, uh, as horror fans will remember, 
is the one that ends with the the powerful image of our. Uh, I mean, I won't give it away in case nobody's ready, but it ends it ends with a uh, shocking reveal and a full frontal to back it up um, from the original. So in Sleepaway Camp Two, um, our killer is back, you know, at another camp, and uh, and it it was a lot of fun. It was just like gleefully uh, murdering people. Um, Leafly murdering. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just hilarious. And it's just like, you know, um, somebody will, she'll be like, you know, hey, so you want to come along and do this? And they're like, no. And she's like, okay. And then she'll like start digging for something in the back. And I'm like, what are you looking for? And she's like, oh, just a drill. You know, <laughs> it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And um, it's from the late 80s um, mm-hmm. when horror movies. Um, you know, you could tell they have like a counter. It's been like, okay, it's been like five minutes since we've seen some breasts, right? Somebody needs to show, take their shirt off. Right, right. Um, yeah, it was, it was a wonderful time in our nation's history. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. your horror with a side of porn. I, yeah. yeah. Well, and I did watch another one too. Uh, that I did put on there. Jeez. <laughs> and that was from 1981. I had never heard of it. What did you say it was called? The Burning... Jason Alexander's first film. Okay. So he's one of the campers in it. And um, it was hilarious. He's got a full head of hair. If you had been on my Facebook, I posted a picture of him with his full head of hair. Um, But that one was from 1981. So in the 70s, T'Challa, a lot of ladies felt that it was part of their feminist movement to not wear bras, right? And so you had on television, like you had uh, Charlie's Angels, and they called it Jiggle TV, mm-hmm. right? So uh, the burning comes from that wonderful period in American history as well. Mm. Um, there's one part in the early part of the movie where they're playing um, softball, and this, uh, this chick hits the ball and then starts running. And, and she, it's really, it's really... I really need to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> it really shows how important sports bras are, right? Mm -hmm. Because it could not have been comfortable for her. Now, it looked amazing, right? Right. I mean, I imagine, because it was like going all over, I mean, it was practically Mm -hmm. her in the face, right? It could not have been comfortable. But still, hey, for a good movie, she made the sacrifice. Well, I mean, clearly we know the demo for that movie. And yeah, okay. All right, then the other movie I watched was The Wrong Missy. Um, which I plan on watching tonight. I figured I'd hear your commentary on it first. Yeah, I kind of, I've, I've kind of talked, tried to talk uh, T'Challa earlier into watching it, but um, it, it's it's very funny. It stars David Spade, um, and it's basically the story of a guy who has a terrible date, and then later on meets the woman of his dreams, and so they're only together for a brief period of time. But she gives him her number, but when she um, sends it to him, he accidentally attaches it to the wrong contact. Mm-hmm. So they begin a, 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 like a month or two long, heavy flirtation via text. And he has no idea until it's way too late that he's been texting the crazy girl instead of the perfect girl. And it is just so funny because they get together for this weekend. And of course she shows up. It's not who he was expecting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, some of the sex stuff is hilarious. Um, it was really so. Like, when is it set? 
like because you're saying they're just texting huh it's modern day it can't be modern day because if you're just texting i mean people by now would be video you know like facetiming and stuff like that who just straight texts doesn't make any sense but yeah because it's so funny like the very first night he starts texting her again right because he texts her he says you know i'm sorry i was gonna try and wait but i just haven't been able to stop thinking about you um you know you've really been on my mind and so the reply comes back is like you know hey what took you so long you know blah blah blah. and um because he had it's it's the wrong missy right, right. A, a couple of months back and um so they're both the the crazy one and the love of his life are both named the same thing same yes name. yes so kind of like um parks and rec where ron has the tammies, tammies. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is so great. Like, it's like the, the third text she sends him. It's like, hey, send, send me a picture of your dick. No, she says, I want to see your dick. <laughs> right? And, of course, he's like, what? Because, you know, she didn't seem like that, but he was like, oh, right. okay. So, you know, he sends her a picture. And anyway, it's just hilarious, this, this, this whole thing of, you know, misinterpreted uh, identities. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was really funny. I liked it. Um, now the the critics. I looked at the critics' reviews. Yeah, I saw the critics' review. That's why I uh, waited. It's, it's a movie by um, you know Adam Sandler's group. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but if you look at the reviews of the the people who watch it, they all say the same thing, which is that I don't know where these critics are getting this stuff. I laughed the whole way through. You know, um, it's not a great movie. It's just a hilarious movie. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, it's, there's a very marked difference between, like, on Google where it's, like, 82% liked it, but on IMDb, it gets a 5.7, Rotten Tomatoes, 36%, yes. and Metacritic is 33 and that's what I saw. I always, whenever you send me something, I check it out in IMDb, and I saw the score, and I was like, oh, <laughs> so. Um, T'Challa asked, why did they hate it so much? It's like, um... All right, you remember when we watched Dirty Grandpa? Yeah. All right, that's the kind of movie critics hate. Why? It's, it's what they call crass humor. Mm-hmm. It's easy jokes. It's, you know, it's jokes about sex and drugs and getting drunk. And Well, crit- you should have just told me Vanilla Ice was in the movie. <laughs> that was a big surprise. You weren't supposed to see that. I see it in the cast list. So you're looking for all of that. Ugh, whatever. Um, critics, critics look for movies that are art. This is not art. This is fart. Okay, fart makes you joke, makes you laugh, right? But it's not art. And it has fake Becky in it. See, yeah. yeah. It's good. To, yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it tonight. Considering all the stuff I've been watching lately, I do need to laugh. So. Yeah. So speaking of which, um, this week's TV watching is lower than last week. I only spent about a total of maybe 40 hours or so watching TV. Like a full-time job. I, it, I mean, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, st- I started off the week with watching the series called Hollywood. Um, so because I've been in Netflix, I'm, I've just been finding more stuff to watch in, in Netflix. I haven't been back over to Amazon yet. Um, so I watched the series called Hollywood. Yeah, uh, by, um, isn't that by the guy who does American Horror Story and stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So I thought it was really cool. 
um, because it's, you know, yes, it's Ryan Murphy. It has Darren Chris, who's from Glee um, as well. And the there's a guy I saw on there that I was like, oh, he looks like, and sure enough, he was the, uh, he's an actor in The Politician, the series. Um, so it's about the, basically the heyday of Hollywood. And it specifically addresses basically, um, well, outside of the fact that people were sleeping with each other all over the place, but, you know, having like a African-American lead um, in, a, a, in a show or anything like that, them not playing the stereotypical traditional roles of like Mammy or any of, th or any of that kind of stuff. So it was really cool. It's just, I mean, it's a miniseries. So I think it's kind of a one and done. It was seven episodes. And so if you're into the old Hollywood stuff and um, yeah, it was, it's, it's almost as if it feels like a modern take, but very much still a very period piece. So of course this is like, um, I believe after like World War II period in uh, Hollywood. Um, so from that, I jumped over to watching um, Bobby Kennedy for president. It's a four episode series. Mm -hmm. And so of course it talks about, you know, I mean, the obvious stuff and the part of it talked about the kind of the conspiracy around well it couldn't just be Sirhan Sirhan to do anything because he was shot in the back of the head but yet Sirhan was in front of him so how do you possibly get a shot in the back of the head from anyway but it was just cool just you know looking back on that stuff and you know I was watching it and I'm like yeah can you imagine it would have been kind of cool to have him as a president to have had him as a president. There are people since watching these things, just like with the history of the United States, where it's like, wow, if these people had not been assassinated or screwed, um, they might've really done a world of good um, for us. So that was fun. I got all, you know, yay about that. Then I watched this uh, British series called Murder Maps. Uh, and it's about, um, just kind of headline grabbing um, murders over in um, in England. So that was interesting. Um, to I'm not usually a true crime full on person, and it you know the entire series is just about murders. <laughs> so yeah. um, Netflix only has the first three seasons, but it's still on. So it it's missing like the 2019 and 2020 season. Uh, I haven't decided yet whether or not I'm going to just watch it, you know, on that site that I can find it on. So from murder, I went to Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. That was also a four-part series. And this was kind of my dive into um, or furthering that whole notion of, you know, man, some crazy shit happens in the United States. And if we only really knew that patina of us thinking that, you know, we're the land of the free and opportunity and blah, 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 that would just, you know, be blown out of the water. Because, I mean, this guy was able to do what he did because he was super wealthy. And I mean, you, you know, yes, the rules that govern the wealthy are completely different from you know you and me kind of thing so is this um, the one that was on um netflix yeah yeah it is yeah i, it. Yeah, I, I remember you said you watched it some time back and it came up under you know things that i might actually you know want to watch so 
Um, so yeah, it was interesting. I learned a little bit more about all of that, but um, yes, it, it was one of those wow underbelly of the United States kind of thing. Then I watched a follow-up series called Dirty Money, and so each episode was about a different, um, I guess you could almost say industry. So there was an episode or so on the cartel, um, and an episode on slum. Um, what do they call it? It has. It's about Jared Kushner. <laughs> they call it because um, he's like a slum lord. And so I thought that, that was really interesting. It, th these, these episodes are like an hour long. And so they delve into different, um, just different topics. So for example, they talked about payday loans. So one was just about um, this, this um, guy who became like really preyed upon it and he was in it. And it was very interesting to see him, um, interviewed and he seemed to like nothing seemed to be amiss with him like in terms of him re not even realizing that what he was doing was so predatory he's just i don't know in this insane bubble in his head um and then i watched one about the drug called drug short which was about you know when i forgot the name of the medication that they had hiked up to like you know um ugh, what was it in the in the show, there's a person who takes it, and it costs like two hundred two hundred eighty nine thousand dollars a year for that medication. She has to take four pills a day. Each pill is over two hundred dollars. Um, mm. so it was just stuff that was in the in the news. There's one specific episode that was interesting. It was the last one I watched, and this one was called The Confidence Man, and it was on Donald Trump. And watching it, I was like, oh my god. It just, it breaks it down. Like, it's like, it talks about, you know, he, it, that much of what he says is a lie, but it's all about um, how he has people frame him. So there was one point where they're talking about in like the eighties and stuff, he would give certain magazines and stuff, different, you know, tidbits or dirt. And he like required that they, they list him as, you know, billionaire Donald Trump and blah, blah, blah. So it's like this, he's just been, it's all about been, it's been all about the image. So they talked about Trump university, Trump stakes, Trump, you know, and how most of the buildings um, that have his name, he doesn't even own. He owns like five out of the 17 in the, in the States that have, his name on it, um, how he just does licensing stuff. And it was interesting. I think it would be one you'd actually enjoy watching. And there was a kind of a funny one, an episode called the maple syrup heist. So of course it's, it's Canadian or, you know, it's, <laughs> and it was about when um, $20 million of syrup went missing because they have a federation in, um, in Quebec with um, when it comes to maple syrup and its production. And so that was just really interesting because, you know, again, you would think, you know, maple syrup, but yeah, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a huge export for them. So anywho, so I watched that series all about crime and of course, dirty money. And I've met, I forgot, I felt like I missed something last week. And so, yeah, I did forget to mention last week that I'd also watch um, a series or a documentary, David Foster, off the record, 
you know, I'm I really to watch that. It was really good. I enjoyed it. You know, of course, you know, there was portions that had to, uh, Michael Bublé on it. And it was just like going down memory lane. And there were points where I actually teared up because of the, the songs that he's had his hands on, you know, some that he's written himself and others that he's, re, you know, done the arrangement for. And it was really good. So I enjoyed watching that. Last night, I ended up watching a series or a, uh, an episode, a documentary that I'd already seen, but I left on just because I was trying to get to sleep. You know, I wanted. So anyway, it was called Our Godfather. It was about uh, mafia. Um, the mafia Don Bushida, I think, was the name. How he had come out, I believe, in the 70s or 80s or something. And he he brought like because of the information he gave they were able to like apprehend over 500 um you know members of the mafia um so that was on and then i prior to that i watched the show that is now making me really reconsider if i want to be on social media at all um mm -hmm. called the great hack so it is a document, it's, a, it's on Netflix if you're interested, but it was talking a lot about the Cambridge Analytica stuff. It talked about, um, obviously, the, the 2016 election, how they actually had a hand in the whole Brexit stuff, um, and that essentially that they've weaponized data. Right. Um, and how you have no control over who owns it or whatever. Um, and what it's being used for. And so, you know, they talked about how they, how Cambridge Analytica did their targeting. Um, and it was just like, oh my God. I mean, I just felt so disgusted by the whole thing. I mean, they're like, you know, you can't not have some sort of digital footprint at this point, but, you know, I'm like, I know I'm not really on social media, but I don't know if I want to even, you know, do that. You know, like I, I, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, for the show, it makes sense to have social media or something, but I don't know right. if I really want to put my stuff out there anymore. Um, like the traditional sense of, you know, being on Facebook and being on Twitter or whatever. So I was considering um, shuttering <laughs> those accounts. Um, but yeah, it just the, the feeling that I had as I was watching it was just like, yeah, I think this might be too much. So, hmm. so I would certainly suggest that you you watch that one. Sounds like it might be depressing. Well, I mean, that generally is the theme of the stuff I'm watching, right? I mean, none of what I've watched is like super cheerful, whatever. So it's all about dead people and money and dirty money and dirty people and. <laughs> Not watching things that uplift me, or at least make me laugh, like Sleepaway Camp too. Jeez, oh, I just have to be in a mood. So, I mean, you know, I will get in these moods and it's just, you know, you'll watch something on, on Netflix and then I'll be like, oh, let me see what else it suggests that falls into this category. And then you just go down this rabbit hole. Um, and that's what I did. And I mean, I just found it interesting just because I'd been doing a lot of episodic TV. And so to kind of go to the documentary stuff was really cool. Because, you know, my love all sorts of stuff <laughs> to watch. If you have um, uh, a, a documentary on ping pong, I'll watch that, you know? So yeah. that's just me, though. You want to talk about the Washington uh, football team? 
Yeah. So I, I, I was wondering if I was going to make it post it on there before you posted it. Cause I assumed that you might. Um, so for those who don't know all that, you know, if you're not a sports person, I suppose you really wouldn't know, but the Washington Redskins, which I believe is a franchise that's been around for like 87 years and throughout the entirety of it's the franchise, there have been issues with the fact that they, they use Redskins, um, which of course, you know, is, um, is specific to American Indians, native, native Americans. And, the fact that it's much like this whole black lives matter thing it's like yeah this is offensive why do you have this as your team's name well the person who owns the team right now still did not have any plan to change it despite everything but i think because of the black lives matter movement and how they put pressure on advertisers um the advertisers were basically going to them and saying look we're not going to continue to advertise your stuff if you don't change the name so it is my understanding that they are in the process of um coming up with a new one one of the top ranking ones was i think washington warriors but it kind of plays back into what <laughs> what their original name is so um i know that they're supposed to be changing their name and i believe i'd heard that the cleveland indians were considering changing their name as well yeah, I know the Braves have said they don't plan to change their name, but they plan to to reconsider the tomahawk chop. Oh, but uh, that's like, oh, I, no, I mean, I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I'm glad they're not going to change the name. But yeah, how do you, what do you the do then? Honestly, I don't really think personally, of course, I am not Native American. Um, I don't see what's wrong with the name Indians. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they need to change their mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wahoo. Um, that one's a little. Well, yeah, even even the image of him with the big, you know, grin and everything. I mm-hmm. mean, and they've been playing down that image for a while. I mean, they used to wear that on their hats, you know. Right, right. But uh, yeah, I definitely think that they, you know, it's just easier just to to change it if people are offended. Um, well, I mean, but and, and I what I appreciate. Is that because everything's been so vocal with the Black Lives Matter movement, all of that? And I mean, I again, I do actually attribute some of this to the COVID issue as to why you know more people have time on their hands. But um, I'm glad that these types of changes are you know going to happen. Things that have been kind of like you know on the docket, things that you think, well, why didn't they change that ages ago? The fact that they're now being pressured into changing it. Um, and people are noticing it a bit more. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, like, I'm, yeah, I'm fine if they keep Cleveland Indians. That's totally fine to me. But the Redskins, I do think it, it's, it's far past time for them to have changed that name. Yeah. I mean, do you have any specific feelings around um, the Redskins name? No, I mean, they need to change it. They've always needed to change it. Dan Snyder knows they needed to change it. And the only reason he's doing it now is because people are taking money out of his pocket. Right. Um, you know. So he's, he's not woke by any means. He's just, it's money. It's the bottom line. I, I do have something that I, I want to share that's not on the list, though. Because you just, you're so good at, okay, anyway. Well, and, you know, this is not related in any way to Black Lives Matter, 
or to the Washington Redskins. Okay. So this 21-year-old woman, right, who – her name is Jenna Phillips. She's a resident of Austin, Texas. She uh, loves dogs. And she says that ever since she was a little baby, that she has always kind of felt like a dog, right? Oh, my God. Uh, And, you know, she's she's an attractive, cute young lady. Um, So she had a chance encounter with a couple of male guys pretending to be dogs at a furry convention. Mm -hmm. And it has kind of changed her life, right? So she started an OnlyFans account. Are you familiar with OnlyFans? No, I have no idea what that is. Um, so yeah, the, uh, you're hearing more and more about these things. Um, some actors and actresses have them. Um, some singers have them. Uh, basically, you pay. Uh, it's like a Patreon account almost, right? Okay. Where you become a supporter of them every month. You pay them like a subscription fee, and in return, they give you access to things that other people don't get, mm-hmm. right? usually in the form of videos or something, right? So she's created this OnlyFans account. And um, so this is how she describes herself and her channel. I feel like a dog. I just want to roll around, play fetch, get head scratches, run around and play. All of that. I have always acted like a puppy, but not in a sexual way at first. I just really love praise. I love hearing good girl. Makes my heart melt every time. Looking back on it now, it's kind of always been there. I just didn't know there was a scene. I just thought it was my personality. When it comes to pet play, the majority of girls do kittens, foxes, or rabbits, and the majority of puppies are men. I thought about it for a long time when I first got into pet play. I feel like a dog, so that's what I decided to be. So she has quit her job. As an optician. Yeah, and now she is a full-time puppy. I saw the headline saying that she apparently earns six figures each month. Yes. So um, she has a free TikTok account where she posts more safe for work videos where she like, for instance, chases balls and stuff. That sounded dirty. Yeah, it did really sound dirty. I didn't mean to. Okay. Um, All right. But then she has her OnlyFans account, which earns, as you pointed out, six figures a year. A month. A month. Yes, yes. Apparently uh, that does include her doing kinky stuff. Okay. I don't know what that means. Why what? are we talking about this? Because He's just throwing something in there to break up the... <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> I, so I'm just wondering, I mean, six figures. You're in the wrong line of business. Well, it's just like, are there that many people? Oh, I mean, look, she's, she's a cute person, but she's not like supermodel, right? So she's a cute person, mm-hmm. or a cute puppy, right? But um, is that going to become a sexual orientation now? I don't know. Animal. I, but people pay twenty dollars a month just to to see. I, mean, hmm. I just I yeah I'm looking at a, a thing with pictures and. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm thinking, dang, get in on this somehow. Oh but I mean, isn't it somewhat degrading? I mean, it's just. But it seems so super degrading to. That's not degrading. No, I'm just saying, but like looking at some of these photos and I mean, you think about it, that that uh, a dog is, you know, subservient to. I mean, there's so much stuff you can unpack with that. Um, 
I just, I, I mean, hey, if you, that's what you love, great that you're monetizing it, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just wonder, are there people like you know who'd like to to throw twenty dollars a month towards a chubby puppy? <laughs> You'll be a chubby puppy for them. Yeah, I'll be a chubby puppy. <laughs> I yeah I mm, no. Oh yeah, I'm that, looking at huh? Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of one part where he's like giving her like a dog biscuit. Yeah, that's what I was looking at too. What is it ladbible.com is where I ended up. I just googled and that's one of the yeah, top I'm just things. Looking at Google pictures, yeah. And yeah, I mean it just I don't even. Why? People are into some really crazy stuff. And yeah. at some point, you will end up likely with some sort of fetish. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, that that is why. Because everyone has these really weird behind-the-scene fetish. But wow. apparently hers is worth yeah. quite a lot of money. I don't know. Oh, yeah, there she is, like, bringing... Oh, she brought, like, the tennis ball back. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I just right. yeah um, mm, no. Right. So now that you want happened. you want to talk about some other serious stuff? Well, there wasn't anything else that was serious. It was just to say <laughs> that, of course, in the streaming realm now, there's another big heavy player, um, and that's um, not available on Roku or Fire Stick. It's not. Nope. Ah, oh, Jesus. So yeah, if you're um, into the streaming networks or stations, whatever you want to call them, um, there is now one for NBC Universal called Peacock. Obviously, call, uh, shout out to the NBC logo. And the only reason why I thought it would be interesting is because they have there's another Psych movie. I used I watched the Psych series, and they'd come out with a movie like a. I guess a little while ago and one of the main characters on the show had gotten, he um, had a stroke. And so they end up having to rewrite the show. <laughs> what? does not seem like a good idea. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so Psych 2 is out. <laughs> Was that an egg? No, that's just a song by Katy Perry. Yep. Song. I want to see your peacock. But still, that's just as bad. <laughs> I thought it was like the actual ad, and I was like, what the hell? So, um, so yeah, so the Psych 2, or the second movie being put out, or that is out, it is on Peacock, which launched yesterday. And I, like, I'd have to check to see if I have access to it because, you know, since I pay for cable, there are some things that I do actually get access to. But the only thing that's excited me about Peacock is is seeing the second Psych movie. Um, it's it's also hard to keep track now of all the people that are in the streaming wars. Mm. Um, because, you know, on the one hand, I'm like, oh, it'd be just great to pay for the channels you want, you know, versus having to pay for all these other stuff that, I mean, I have so many channels. I don't watch most of them. Um, I've always hated that you get these ad additional channels that you're like, no, I really don't want this. Um, so I don't know. Do you have plans, Barry, to use Peacock? Yeah, I did want to um, to see your Peacock. Um, <laughs> mainly uh, because right now to watch Arsenal, I um, I have to watch them on NBC SN. Okay. And 
And so I, I pay for a thing called Fubo, which is like live TV. Mm -hmm. and I watch them on there. But um, all of their um, European uh, English Premier League stuff is now going to be on Peacock. So like really? we played um, the EPL champions yesterday, beat them two to one. But I had to listen to it on my phone because I couldn't watch it because it wasn't on NBCSN anymore. It was on Peacock. Um, so why did you just get the sign up for it? Because I'd have to watch it on my phone. I mean, but you had to just listen to it. So what would have been the... I would rather listen to it than oh, it for my phone. Whatever. See, all right, so, and then, all right, I found out more about why it's not on Roku or Amazon Fire. All right? Money. Well, of course, it's always money. But the big thing is, is that um, Amazon um, wants HBO, HBX, <laughs> and Peacock to be available the way you like everything, where it's bundled under, under Amazon Prime. Yeah. And NBC and HBO, they don't want that. They both want you to have to go to their app so they can control the entire app experience. And Amazon's like saying, well, screw you. Well, I mean, and I'm fine with that. They don't have to be bundled up under Amazon. But the fact that I can't watch it on Roku, that makes no sense. Roku, Roku's problem is um, Roku takes a higher percentage of ad revenue mm -hmm. than... Um, like a much, much higher yeah, and apparently, um, yeah, apparently they've decided since you know they're so big, Roku is, that when HBO Max and Peacock came to talk to them, they said, "Well, we're going to start asking for this amount of money," mm -hmm. and it's a big increase over what they have been asking for from previous streaming services. Mm -hmm. And so Peacock and HBO Max are both like, uh, "That's too much." Yeah, but. That's the problem, though, is that unless you come up with a delivery mechanism, much like the Roku or a Fire Stick, right? why would you want to, I mean, yeah, you're alienating a good portion of the population who, like you said, have a living room and a couch and would like to watch it on TV. And would like to pay you good money. Right. That would be willing to pay for it. Yeah, because even though Peacock, they have that free service, I would go ahead and pay for the, the no commercial service mm -hmm. um i mean i'm ready to pay them today but not not until you can watch it on your tv out of your wallet that's right and they are refusing to take your money from you that's right. that yeah. is anti-capitalist right there exactly. <laughs> that's, just, that's a good way of looking someone, at it someone start waving red flags over here yeah literally I'm... red communism okay <laughs> <laughs> that I got a couch for the express purpose of watching television while sitting on the couch. Yes. Now, I have a television, but they won't put my, that stuff on my TV. Your TV's too unholy. But what I think is interesting now, what they're doing, much like with my, uh, HBO and stuff, that Peacock is doing, you know, the free version, and then, of course, if you pay for it, then you're going to get the extra content. And so I, I think it's interesting that they've started to kind of move towards that kind of model where it's like oh here's the stuff to, to you know this is your gateway drug but if you really want the full-on experience you're gonna pay for it yeah so and I mean I am still curious too about what ultimately will come what will become of the more traditional cable satellite type of service with these big networks starting to do their own thing 
what they'll ultimately offer on traditional cable. Yeah. Nothing. E <laughs> traditional cable. You see, that's the trick. Because <laughs> you had said apparently that Peacock launched on April fifteenth for Xfinity customers, but because I wasn't, I didn't care what was going. I mean, I very rarely watch my, you know, traditional television channels, so I wouldn't even know. If they kill off DirecTV, then, a- then we'll finally bump down AT&T a slot down from being the literal world's largest conglomerate monopoly that owns everything, you know. Yeah. Well, what I love, though, like, for example, the fact that I really love John Oliver is that because his show is on HBO, which is owned by, you know, like AT&T and they are allowed to just, you know, he says whatever he wants about AT&T, talks about their crap service. And I'm like, see, yeah, I like when they could do that. <laughs> they could just, you know, keep it real, keep it a hundred and tell people, you know, so um, I do like that when they allow people to, you know, express themselves, but, but yeah, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll check out Peacock outside of seeing if I can watch the Psych movie. Yeah. Because at some point, I'm like, there's just too many of them to keep up with. I've watched a few episodes of Psych and really enjoyed it. I just never got huge into it. Oh, yeah. I've watched every single episode. Love I remember they show. did one where they were at a a, uh, a camp and it was like mm-hmm. a of all the slasher films. Yep. And I love that one. That was great. Yeah, it's just, it's honestly, it's a really great show to just watch. And I always enjoyed it. I hated it when it ended. I mean, it was on for like seven, eight seasons, something like that. Um, And was super excited when they did the first movie. So to know that they'd done a second one, I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) Um, See if that's on one of my streaming services and check that out. I don't know if it's exclusive to Peacock now. Who knows now? Because I mean, with like friends and all that stuff, aren't they moving to what is this? Who owns? Who is it that owns Friends? Which network? I thought it was NBC. Okay, so I thought isn't like didn't they? Aren't they pulling Friends and keeping it only on their their um platform now? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I thought I heard something about that, where it's like when the contracts run out on some of these, um, they're not renewing them with like, you know, Netflix or or Hulu or whatever, that it's just going to be on their streaming service. So, but I mean, I think now that everyone's kind of throwing their hat in the ring, it's like, you know, you'll go back at some point, you're going to reach the point where you were basically paying the cost that you would have for traditional television or, you know, cable packages, because, yeah. you know, some of these are not cheap and, you know, $5 here, $10 there, you, <laughs> it's a lot. So, it adds up. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. I mean, when I think about it, I think I spend, in addition to what I pay for television, an additional almost 15 or so dollars for the extra stuff, for the extra add-on networks, you know, on my Roku. But yeah, I think all the stuff I pay for now, I still pay less than I did when I had, uh, Ish. Well, I mean, since mine is bundled with several things in my house, I don't really think too much about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like the fact that I have Xfinity X1 where I can talk to the remote and that kind of thing. Um, and it's just easier to use since you can talk to the remote. <laughs> um, I, I'm 
I'm not yet at the point where I'm going to be like, oh, I should cut down on my cable services. Um, but as these things continue to pop up and cost more, then I'll have to reevaluate. Um, because in, in truth, nowadays, all I watch is the streaming networks. I don't really, you know, I have my favorite shows that record. Um, and even then, sometimes they'll sit there for months before I get, you know, I'm, I remember, oh, yeah, I should probably go and watch this so I can clear it off the DVR. Yeah. <laughs> so, anywho, that's all I had. Um, again, for our listeners, we will not be recording a show next week. But we will be back for the final um, week of this month. I think it will that be episode 12? That's what I was wondering. It seems like we're approaching the end of this. Yeah. It, yeah. So when we return week after next, it'll be the final episode of this season. Wow. What are we going to do for it? I have no idea. I think maybe like T'Challa needs to be here and it's just all his topics and we get to talk about it. Okay. Oh yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, we'll let him fill in the the guide. Yep. And discuss anything he wanted us to discuss. Right, and then we'll just have commentary on it because I'm sure he'll put stuff on there. I'm like, yeah, I have no comment. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I promise that it will at least be entertaining and somewhat interesting. Awesome. So yes, yes. So definitely yes. tune in for our season ender, where um, T'Challa is in charge. So so we'll take a week off, do a show, and then take our customary two weeks off. Yes, <laughs> or something like that. That's life. <laughs> that is absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if if I got paid for doing this, I'd do this all day, every day. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We got to find a way to monetize this. Something, because yeah, this the, the adulting is getting old. So <laughs> so is Latoya. Is it's exhausting. You haven't even gotten to the hard stuff yet, T'Challa. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We'll all be back then in two weeks. Until then, don't go blind playing with it. Oh, God. <laughs> the masturbation joke, T'Challa. Oh. <laughs> Instead.